0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So far, we've been talking about boundaries for water, boundaries between public and private. And now, as we enter the ninth chapter of Erolvin, which is actually the last proper chapter of Erolvin, the tenth chapter really belongs to Masechet Shabbat. So we're entering the last chapter. And rather than going, if you like, along the ground and in the water, we're going to rise up into the air, and and then we're going to look at boundaries between different kinds of domains. But we're going to start by going up on the roof. So Rabbi Meir begins by saying, "Kol shoot All the roofs of a town are basically a single domain, and that would suggest. You could carry from one to the other as long as they're pretty much on the same level and as long as you don't have to go up ten tefachim or down ten tefachim and we've talked before about the fact that when you move in height ten tefachim effectively you move domain it's a you, you kind of ten tefachim is a critical level so according to Rabbi Meir, if you had, for example, a set of flat roofs across the whole town, you could carry from one flat roof to another flat roof. without This is without an error, right? So you certainly couldn't carry from the house to the house. But Rabbi Meir is saying you can carry from the roof to the roof as if once you're up in roof space, the, the normal private and public boundaries don't apply. And the sages actually don't agree. The sages will say, look, no, 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 no. The roof belongs to the house. So each roof is its own domain. Every roof has got its own domain, just like every house has its own domain. And Rabbi Shimon is going to disagree. And by the way, we're going to find from the Rambam that the halacha goes according to Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Shimon is going to be even more expansive. Rabbi Shimon, Omer, um, he says, "Echad <speaking in Hebrew> ve'echad uh, roofs and courtyards and karapuffs." We've learned about is A karapuff is a kind of a wood store behind the behind the houses. It's uh, it's it's the closest we actually have to something like a backyard. It's where you keep all your stuff. They're all the same they're all one domain, Roshut Echad, they're all one domain Roshut Echad l'kelim she'shaftu Lutochan with regard to objects that spent Shabbat inside them v'lo l'kelim she'shaftu but not with regard to objects that were in the house when Shabbat began. And so we need to go back to principles here if something is in a courtyard we know we know if it's in a courtyard we can carry it around on Shabbat the courtyard is a closed area it's it's its own area we made the eruv to allow us to carry from the house to the courtyard carrying from a house to a courtyard is a big deal carrying around inside a courtyard is not such a big deal and Rabbi Shimon is saying fine carrying inside a courtyard is not such a big deal but actually, all of the courtyards in town, and by the way, all the carpuffs, all the wood stores, and all the roofs—they all kind of join up to make one big domain. So actually, if there's a a if if there's, if there's a, a towel that's in one courtyard, and it started shebutting that courtyard, you can carry it into another, and we've got an example of working according to Rabbi Shimon's principle. This is the principle of Shami, Rabbi Shimon. Everything is one domain. And look, we've got in the Gemara in Eruvini, it was taught in accordance with um, Rabbi Yudah. It uh, it was taught in accordance with Rabbi Yudah. Amar Rebbe, Rabbi Yudah, as he said, When we were learning with Rabbi Shimon in Tekoa. So we we even heard about this place Tekoa. I'm not sure it's the same Tekoa that is south of Jerusalem. There are two Tekoas. There's one up in the Galil and there's one down in um, south of Jerusalem. And I think the Tekoa here is the one up in the Galil. And uh, Rabbi Shimon used to, ha- the, th- the sages were all hanging out in the Galil at this point. I think we're in the Galil, not south of Jerusalem. But anyway, we were learning Torah with Rabbi Shimon in Koa, And we would carry oil and a towel from roof to roof and from roof to courtyard and from courtyard to courtyard. And from courtyard to uh, enclosure and from enclosure to enclosure until we got to the uh, Ad Shehainu uh, um, uh, until we got to the spring that we were going to take a dip in. So these guys would go for a dip in the spring on Shabbat. And they'd Dry themselves off, and they'd uh, rub oil into themselves because people used to rub oil into themselves in those days. And they'd carry all that stuff, and they'd do it via all the roofs and the courtyards and the enclosures, so that they could get there and back from their houses on Shabbat. So that's the halakha That's essentially what Rabbi Shimon's going on about. And the Bara says, obviously, not with regard to things that were in the house when Shabbat began. So you'd have to leave the towel in the courtyard before Shabbat came in and then he says the halakha according to Rabbi Shimon okay let's keep let's keep going let's look at more of these situations more of these weird boundaries across uh, uh, transgressions of places around the town and we're going to look now at a large roof and a small roof and this is a picture which I picked up from Kahati But actually, there's quite a similar one in the Rambam. And in a minute, we'll see a picture from the Rambam. And it's very simple. Look, here you've got the the large roof and you've got the small roof. But the, the picture is illustrative because you can see that there's a boundary between them. And the large roof has essentially got four sides with an opening. That's the large roof. Yeah, you can see it's got four sides and an opening. And a small roof only has three sides because the whole of the side of the small roof is opening. So it doesn't, the small roof doesn't really have four sides at all. And the Mishnah is going to, going to play with that distinction. And in fact, we're going to play around with it in a number of different situations. The big place has just got a gap in its wall, but it still has a wall. The small place doesn't have a wall at all. So let's jump into the Mishnah. Um, A big roof close to a small one. The big one is permitted because it's an enclosed roof. The small one is forbidden because it doesn't really have a, it doesn't have any boundary at all, this small roof. And similarly, what about a large courtyard which broke into a small courtyard and i think in yeah so there's a breach in the wall so can you imagine exactly the same picture but there's a big courtyard and a small courtyard and there's a breach in the wall and the halacha is just the same The big one's permitted and the small one's forbidden. Because the gap is just like a doorway into the big one. The gap's just like a doorway and we know that kind of doorways don't invalidate a partition. And it can go the same way. What about a courtyard which broke into a public domain? So maybe here we've, maybe rather than having uh, uh, the courtyard breaking into another courtyard, we're going right out into the street. Someone who brings something from that courtyard into private space, or or from private space into it, Chayav, that means is liable to a sin offering. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. We know Rabbi Eliezer is always a little bit extreme, and he's certainly extreme on this one. And the sages say, from the, probably from the breach actually, into the public space, or from the public space into it, Patur he's exempt so the this this courtyard which is sort of broken into the public space it's not really private space anymore and it's not really public space it's a karmelite. it's an in-between space and actually i mean our pihalachat is forbidden to carry in a karamalit but there's no there's, you don't have, you don't have to it's not a it's not a sur you don't have to bring a sin offering if you carry in a karmelite. so the sages are a little bit more lightweight than than Rabbi Yehuda, and the bartanura makes that clear. By well, he says, "Patur aval asur." It's exempt from the sin offering, but it's also forbidden because it's not a public thoroughfare. It's a karamalit, and the Halakha goes according to the sages. Now we're going to look at a courtyard which broke into the public domain from, and the Mishnah says from two directions. sheni mishtei ruch. A courtyard which broke into the public domain from two directions, or a house whose walls were breached from two directions. And we're going to include here the alley from which the cross beam or the side post was removed. So here we seem to be talking about a war which is actually breached on Shabbat because the Mishnah goes on to say <laughs> they're permitted on that Shabbat but they're forbidden for the future. This is according to Rabbi Huda. And the Rambam actually has a nice... Up, di- oh, okay, the diagram's gone. Sorry, the diagram didn't come through the source sheet. The... Um, this, when something is broken from two directions, it seems to be that it's broken on a corner. Let's just go back to our picture of the of the large and small roof for a sec. So if the wall is broken in the middle, then we can say, okay, that's just like a doorway. That's a doorway if, if the roof, if the wall's broken in the middle. If it's broken at the corner, we have trouble saying that that's a doorway we don't have doors on the corners at that point we don't seem to be able to say look that's just like a that might just be permitted or it's just a carmelite it's just a carmelite and that's why there's a discussion as to whether it's permitted in general and whether if this breakage happens on Shabbat, well, if it breakage happens on Shabbat, maybe it's OK. Maybe if it was OK when Shabbat came in, it should still be OK for the whole of Shabbat. We know, for example, if an of is kosher, when Shabbat comes in, it might be eaten during Shabbat. But it's the arrow still stands because it was it was there when Shabbat came in. And um Rabbi Yossi is going to disagree. Rabbi Yossi or marry mutarim shabbat, mutarim Lati lavor. Rabbi says, look, if it's permitted that shabbat, it's permitted for the future, and vice versa. If it's prohibited in the future, it's prohibited for that shabbat. You can't have this temporary state, where it's just per- permitted for one shabbat. And the Rambam explains. He's first he says, okay, the halacha Rabbi Yossi. The halacha goes according to Rabbi Yossi. so we follow Rabbi Yossi. There's no temporary. There's no temporary relief because this wall fell down on Shabbat. But then, he makes it clear, the eruv which is eaten on Shabbat always destroyed on Shabbat. That that we we get the benefit of that eruv through the whole of Shabbat. It doesn't matter that the eruv is eaten on Shabbat, and we've we've learned that principle before. But he said the Rambam says asur mi He says. Somehow clearing away the partition is different. You can't take away, you, you can take an, an Eruv on Shabbat and it's still, it's still legally valid. Maybe because an Eruv is just a halachic device of the sages. But a machitza, a partition, is a physical reality. And here the physical reality and the halachic reality match. So if you take it away on Shabbat, You just can't take advantage of it anymore. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.